right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the TO Show. Man, I am so pumped. I am so excited. As we took a little hiatus, we took a little vacay, but hey, man, we are back and we are ready to go, man. I am so pumped to be back and talking to all these new student athletes. And it's kind of honestly a new rebranding of the TO Show a little bit just because, hey, you know, NIL, all these other things, you know. Not really worried about you know what I'm gonna say, so it's gonna be a little bit more free flowing now. But man, I am excited, and we have a brand new guest on our show. Man, we have one of the top offensive linemen in the CAA. Man, one of the best centers, interior lineman. Man, can play all five positions. Very versatile. My man, Kobe Thomas. Welcome to the show, Kobe. Man, I am so excited to have you on. And man, it is a blessing to be here with you. Going on, Tyler. Yeah, it's a blessing to be here as well. I'm excited. I'm gonna be on the TO show. TO show, man. Show. It, it's 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 growing, man. I, I love. I appreciate everyone's support, man. But before we dive into things, guys, don't be afraid to you know like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. and Snapchat, man. Hit it all, man. I appreciate you guys' support, and don't be like we are on all platforms now. You name it, we are on all platforms. So wherever you get your podcasts out, man, check us out, man. We have some past episodes, but man, these episodes, new episodes are going to be even better yeah, and more authentic yes, sir. than ever. So Kobe, man, you're up here in the summer. We're grinding up here in Albany, working, working you know, we're doing voluntary stuff right now while everyone's kind of just on vacay, you know, <laughs> yeah. how, how, how's the summer been for you, you know, outside of working out, which, what you've been, what's your hobbies? What are you, what are you doing in the summertime here? Yeah. So actually final week, I actually got a dog. I got a little puppy. Uh, her name's Gemma, if anyone's wondering. She's a little pit bull. Um, she's about four and a half months old now, so I believe she's been raising her. I've had her for about three months now. We work out, what, six to about 8.30 every day, and then go home. And I just really just raise her every day, all day. Um, maybe get a little swimming in here and there, going to, you know, go to those pools and stuff. Um, yeah, just hang out, man. Just trying to stay out the heat, you know. The humidity kind of be relaxing as well as raising a dog, man. That's really all it is. What is it like having being a student athlete and also, like, raising, you know, a dog? You know, what? how has that experience been for you? You know, it's not quite like raising a kid, but you know, it's 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 somewhat similar. How's that? How's that experience? You know, kind of helped you out, or even like even possibly hindered. Yes, I would say it's basically like a microcosm of raising a child. Because um, you're on puppy stages, they're just teething all the time. They're trying to bite everything, uh, maybe acting out. You know, I've been doing training every day with her, um, so it's it's definitely been rough. I haven't really experienced her with like classes yet, classwork world yet, because um, I got her like during finals week. Mm -hmm. So um, I haven't really had to do a full class or see really real season with her yet, but um, I'm excited, man. It's definitely hard. Um, it's even hard without classes. So I know it's gonna be even harder, but I thankfully have a you know house to help me. Um, not just myself. I'm primarily you know the caretaker, but I have help, man. It's definitely um, definitely much appreciated and definitely much needed. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I do, do you enjoy kind of spending time with her? Is it kind of like one of those kind of not necessarily get lonely, but kind of just like another pal to kind of just like hang out and just, you know, have a good time and kind of relieve stress, like kind of be like, oh man, maybe I'm stressed out about football, maybe school or whatever it is. And you just go play with your dog or go take your dog for a walk or hang out and you're able to kind of relieve that stress. Yeah, it's cool. It's definitely like a, like a best friend. Um, so I had um, dogs growing up. My father had dogs and uh, my mom also had a dog. And it's kind of weird having like your own dog yourself, you know what I'm saying? I don't know 
primary caretaker. So it's basically like, you know, when she was younger, it was like more or less, she didn't really have any personality. She was kind of just like a mindless dog that was just like trying to figure out like the world. And now that I've had her for a while, I'm training her, like she's actually having like a personality. She's kind of like almost like molding to my personality. Like if she knows like whatever I'm in a bad mood, <laughs> she'll come and snuggle with me or, you know, um, sometimes she'll act out, she's like a child. Like every time, you know, sometimes she'll act out and, you know, lash out a little bit, but she won't like, you know, not, not aggressive or anything. Just like, you know, children throw temper tantrum, you know how that is, but. Yeah, it's definitely helped me, with, you know, whenever I'm bored, you know, summer, we don't really have much going on, so it's a good little time killer, and, I, you know, I like it, so. That's awesome. Fun. Yeah, my my family, what is it, when I went home, we went, we went to go visit some family, and we ended up getting a dog in Nebraska, and so we, we got her, what is it, I think in December-ish, so, and she was born in September, so she's just over about what six to eight months now and so like it's been it's it's kind of sucked to go because it's kind of like she's grown up like and she's you know grown a bunch you know i went home and saw her for a little bit but you know she's she grew she grew so fast and it sucks that i was kind of away and didn't get to see you know what's her breed she's a english pointer so very energetic very high maintenance dog um but she's 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 funny. She has an Instagram account if you guys want to go check her out. I think it's called Pepper 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 O Pointer and go check her out. I mean, she's she's kind of she's a lap. She's like a fifty pound lap dog. Oh, okay. She loves to come up and snuggle or lay on your lap or just yeah. get up on in your business. It's actually it's actually kind of hilarious to kind of just spend yeah. t- spend time with her and you'll just sit there and she'll just lay on your lap. <laughs> yeah. It's actually it's actually. Like, kind of hilarious but we talked a little bit about the start of the show we talked a little bit about the um nil you know if you're not familiar with the nil um if you're it's 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 the abbreviation of name image likeness and just to give you guys a little bit of a heads up prior to um the ncaa coming or prior to states and the ncaa coming out with legislation um before before was it july 1st is and since forever student athletes could not make any sort of profit, any compensation. name, compensation, gifts, you name it, just about, you know, they could not make any sort of money off their name, you know, and so now on J- July 1st, everything kind of changed, and now the floodgates kind of opened, and, you know, you, you can not say you can do whatever you want, excuse me, but, like, there is, a, you can pretty much make your name, you can make money off your name, you know, image likeness, for example, Let's even use the TO show as an example, not saying that this would happen or it is happening now, um, but possibility because, you know, I can put my face on the TO show and now, hey, if somebody wanted to say, hey, I want to come sponsor you or I want to kind of, um, you know, I, I would, I want to come on your show and I'll give you compensation or whatever it is, you know, and so that's, that's a, that's a possibility now, but um but Kobe, have you ex- uh, just to give you guys, uh, uh, sorry, give you guys some, uh, you know, background? But Kobe, have you kind of explored the space yet? Because I've talked to a little bit of some, talked to some people here and there, and you know, it's it's a lot, it's different. A lot of people are saying, "Man, I'm all in." You know, I'm kind of gonna make the best of this opportunity. But some people have been kind of like, "Man, I'm just gonna focus on football and 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 and, and kind of not worry about that." Right, I'm, I'm I'm still more focused on football. That's the main that's the main thing, and I think the main thing is keeping the main thing the main thing. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm doing right now. But um, in regards to the NIL, I'm definitely taking advantage of that. I've been uh, basically shooting my shot 
so to speak, with many, many companies. Um, I got a couple um, clothing brands that are willing to work with me right now. Um, a few restaurants, probably about a handful of restaurants that I'm working with and trying to get compensated for you know, my name, image, and likeness. Um, yeah, I'm definitely taking advantage of it. Um, I feel like just the fact that it's the summer right now, we have so much time on our hands. I feel like it's kind of stupid for you not to like even try to think about taking advantage of it just because of, you know, being a digital athlete, even though we're not on the level of, you know, Clemson or Alabama's, we still have some type of, you know, we still hold some type of weight, you know, in our community especially. And I feel like, you know, anyone who, um, anyone who plays any sports really plays that way. I feel like you should definitely go to your local, um, local businesses and like try to see if they want to, you know, collaborate or something, whether it's quite like clothing, food, whatever it is, I think it's important to try to get your name out there, you know. I think that's important. I think whether it's, you know, you're being compensated for something or, you know, even just giving back to the community or doing stuff like that. I think that's, 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 that's important. And I think it's a good thing for college football or college sports in general. Um, but I, I think, I mean, I haven't really dove into this you know, space yet. I'm just more focused on creating content for you guys. And if something comes along something comes along, but um, you know, is, is this something that you could see probably being affected at the FBS level or even the FCS level of, you know, being an Alabama or a Clemson, just be like, hey man, like, you know, if you become a star here, man, there's spon- not saying there's sponsorships lined up, but there's pretty much sponsorships lined up for you to be able to, you know, make some extra, you know, some dough on the side, you know? Yeah, make some extra dough, man. I definitely think that, you know, the bigger schools, I feel like they'll start getting companies like Oregon, you know, affiliated with Nike or Maryland affiliated with Under Armour. I feel like that's almost inevitable. It has a great selling point, you know, for like kids coming in, like the Maryland, not a big, it's a power five school, it's not a huge school. Um, and I feel like that'd be a great selling point, like I said. Under Armour is our main sponsor. They'd be willing to work with some student athletes. You saw the Oregon kid who signed a six figure check and that goes through 2021 season. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, this Oregon kid, I don't know what he plays or anything, but I saw the news article. He just signed a, I believe, a six figure check on. Um, for Nike for the just the 2021 season and then the end of the end of the season. See, that's where I think that this is going to get a little kind of dicey mean. because well, think about this, right? I'm a Nike athlete, but what if I go to an Under Armour school necessarily? You know, there's just so much. I think there's with this thing. I think a lot of the stuff is going to get have to get kinked out, and whether it's going to happen before the season or after the season, it's going to be interesting to see. Okay, man. Right now, there's no no really rules, you know. Especially you have your school rules, you know. Like we have certain rules that you know that that uh, compliance is made for us. But overall, that the floodgates are practically open, and hey, do whatever you want to do. And think about it. Even like let's say let's use you know you could even use uh, Maryland or like you could even use uh, Oregon as an example. Well, well, uh, I'm a Nike school, but I signed with Under Armour. But what if you signed with Under Armour prior to you coming to Oregon? Well, in the summer before you got to you, yeah. Because yeah. think about it, even at a high school level now, right? You could be ineligible before because you, you know, signed a deal. Like even like Lamelo Ball or something, where he signed with some something or something like that, um, where he 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 did it. I would I just it's so curious to see how this is going to shape out because, well, you could sign with somebody before and then your school is a com- complete competitor. Like let's say I was a, a Coke person, right? Or even like a Gatorade person. Well, then you turn, you go and the school's a Pepsi, you know, and they're selling Powerade and doing all this other stuff. 
So it'll be interesting to see how that gets worked out or, you know, because, you know, there's going to be competition in between that. And are they going to set rules to say, hey, you can't have that competitor as us? And then how far is that going to go? Is there is they're going to continue to gain more power? Because, oh, well, technically how we perceive that is a competitor, whether they're a direct competitor or not necessarily a direct competitor. I think that'll be curious to see. I think the um, NCAA is probably going to wait just to see like how the student athletes take advantage of it. I feel like they're going to dictate you know, basically what we do, and that's going to dictate, like, how they react and how they make the rules and how they make the regulations, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's, they have a history of that. I feel like they just kind of sit back and wait for people to get outraged about something, to get passionate about something, and then they finally speak up on that one topic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like that's just, like, the history of the NCAA, so I feel like that's going to be interesting, like you said. Very intriguing to see, like, how they go about it and, like, what they do when it comes to, like, whether it's, like, compensation regulations or rules. I think it's more of... Like, I think it's going to be more on a school to uh, school or maybe even a state to state basis, because I think the NCA is going to make it's kind of hard to regulate. You know, it's, I think it's in general it's hard to regulate this because a lot of it, and it seems like the Supreme Court and what they've came out with and what they've said, you know, they're all for you know student athletes having as much freedom as humanly possible you know a lot less restrictions and stuff like that and and a lot of people you know on the supreme court have kind of spoken out about it publicly um well here's a here's a question i'll have would the ncaa work directly with these companies and speak to these companies about like yo you can't do this you can't do that or would it be like the student athletes or the middlemen and like the ncaa has to tell the athletes like this is what you have to do with the company and we have to kind of like you know regulate that yeah, you know the brands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, how, how how would that work? Would they like like would they, like would NCAA head up or uh, Nike and be like, listen, you can't do this, or you can do this, or like, here's like a list of things, and also send it to us. Are they gonna expect us or the bigger guys, whatever? So so yeah, I think here's 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 the best you know scenario in my opinion that helps out all parties, right? Let's say you're in, let's just use again, let's use Oregon as an example, right? You know. You could be a Nike company and say, hey, we, here's a list of our sponsorships. Anybody who's directly a competitor, you cannot sponsor right. with them. Yeah. But I think anybody who's like not necessarily a direct competitor, so like let's use Nike as an example, right? You could say, okay, you can't work with Adidas or Under Armour. I mean, those are the two big, like necessarily big competitors, competitors athletic brand. But I think somebody like New Balance or like Puma – or somebody like that who's not necessarily like they're still a apparel brand, but they're not, they're not necessarily direct. You know, I think it also should be on a sport to sport basis because I think even they sponsor uh, companies sponsor certain sports too. Right. So I think it also could be on a sport to sport basis what you're able because think about it, right? Think about our helmets like Rydell. Like okay, I can partner with Shut. Right or something like that, but like think about like even like like a baseball bat. You know, there's like a bunch of different baseball brands. Right. Like you could use a Demarini baseball bat, but be partnered with Marucci or somebody like something along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. So I think again, it should be on a sport to sport, a school to school basis, but then also a sport to sport basis. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Because like there's different equipment and stuff like that that you could get sponsored with from different sides. Because then I think if you make you can make a blanket statement to say okay. We don't want anybody dealing with drugs, alcohol, tobacco, or gambling companies, but 
we are going to then, that's the big overhead, but then we're going to say, okay, here's the spots you can't can't do. I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. I, I think, again, it's going to be another wait, a waiting game whether, and the curious thing is, if you sign a deal now and then the NCAA says, well, or the school says, well, that's not legal now. Well, you did that in the past right, when right. it was legal. So Where's the, where, how's that going to translate yeah. to now? Are, you gonna have to, are they going to have to void it? Because you sign a contract. Right, yeah, no, it's, it's a bind, two bind of two parties. Is it what a con- definition of a contract is? So yeah. I don't know. I'll be, I'll be curious. I did see somebody though, like one of uh, a kid going to Memphis signed like some sort of crazy like six million dollar deal. I can't remember who, who he was with. For what? what <laughs> Basketball. For what? I don't remember what it was. I don't know if it was. I can't remember. You said recently, like since the thing happened. Yes. Six million dollar deal. Like something close to six million dollars over like four, four years. years. That's absurd. That's absurd. That's wow. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm upset about that. I don't know. I think it's gonna get crazy crazier stuff. Sounds like it's already getting pretty crazy. I mean I I think even on the first day people were lining up left and right. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see I think also I'd be curious to see like People who have even just in general who have a lot of following on social media. Like social media. Yeah, because I know you can get paid off of your social media by itself, like just posting like or just posting like brands like having like discount codes, like you know, like, I have a brand I'm working with called Major Stand Out, like we use a little shameless plug. If you <laughs> use code KT seventy, you can get fifty percent off your order. It's called made to stand out.com. Nice. Check that out. But yeah, like things like that, like or people are posting, I know people are posting like maybe like a, a shirt they're wearing and be like, go here and use code, whatever. Or maybe like a, supple, a workout supplement from like GNC, something like that. I'm not plugged with those, but um, you know what I'm saying? Anything like that, like I feel like, even just having a certain number of followers and getting a certain amount of likes, doesn't Instagram like compensate you for that? I think so, or but like YouTube? also also it's another fact is, is it's got called ShareSale. It's like a website that you can send somebody a website and then if they go through that website, if they click on that link, and then buy something through them, they can track that link, and then you get a percentage of that sale, mm. too. Okay. So that's that's how the, I think a lot of that's gonna work. So you, again, you're gonna be like a social media, almost like a brand ambassador salesman where, okay, here's a link for 15% off or whatever the deal is. Right. And you go through that link, you know, you also could be, oh, I use this code, right? right. If I use the code, then I get a percentage of that that sale too right. as well that's another way to go around the things but and speaking also speaking about you know brands and being like an ambassador i feel like it's gonna be very tricky with like eligibility wise because even with you know even though we're not allowed to now like even with all me go through compliance fill out a form submit that form get it like verified you know what i'm saying i feel like people are going to like mess up and not necessarily be as truthful as they should be and like lose eligibility I feel like we're going to see big names that don't necessarily go through these processes that are maybe more tedious than they would like and end up, you know, so losing. I've talked to the compliance group about a lot of different things. I have a lot of questions, and they had a lot of not answers, which right. pretty much told me that said, hey, floodgates are practically open, you know, right as we speak. But they were talking about how, you know, we have a process right now that's probably not the greatest, but they said that they're going to have a different process that will be a lot easier to use than you know, the process well, that we're using hope. now. They hope, they don't really know. They... Well, they told me that there, it's yeah, in the process it's and it's gonna be happening relatively soon. So I think 
I think it's also I don't, I don't I think if you do get a brand deal, what are you what are you gonna do? Like forget or hide it? I mean, but also think about it like you're gonna have agent. Think about also another yeah, part agents, man. Think about I think about it, even high school. There's gonna be like all this basketball, these high prospects, like. So even us being a small school, like an FCS school, I'm still excited about this, you know? Like, even though the others, you know, like I said, Power 5 schools and obviously bigger offers, bigger brands, it's still exciting to be able to actually, like, whether it's a free sub at some place or whether it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. anything is being a college student, you know, not having enough money, like, it's a great thing to get compensated for really anything. Just, be, you know, because you know how hard, you know how hard we work. Yeah. You know, we work very hard. People think, you know, a scholarship's worth enough, you know what I'm saying? But I get that. It comes to the point where, like, we're putting our body on the line every day. But it's also not pay to pay. We're not being paid to play. Right. Like, this is completely different. This is all, like, I'd say pretty much capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to, and I think it's, I think before it's kind of a little bit of a freedom thing. I just didn't think, I thought it was too, it's way too restrictive. Like, mm-hmm. how can some random person. So you can't use your own name. You can't, but I play a sport. So and like, I, you're but you're saying, name. you're pretty much saying that you are at a disadvantage because you play a sport. And you know, he, like, NCAA literally owns, like, your name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I think, oh, phone down. Phone down. But, no, you're fine. But I think it's just, like, interesting to see, man, agents, like, especially the basketball realm, mm-hmm. like, there was already a bunch of allegations and already people, like, starting to, like, hey, you're going to go top lottery pick, you know, top right. five next year. Hey, sign with me. We'll get you a couple deals in college, and then we'll set money. you. We'll set. We'll make you some money, and we'll set you up for, um, you know, the NBA. See, but I, I think that's even. I think the NBA or the college basketball is going to be even more crazier well, than what college football already is. So there's more money in basketball. I feel like. I don't. I that's. I disagree. I think there's more money in football. Okay. But I think that the opportunities. For those players are going to be a lot higher mm-hmm. because think about it, right? I mean, if you're in a lot, if you're a, a top three, top four prospect, I mean, you probably are probably going to be have over ten thousand followers on mm-hmm. all these other places and stuff like that. I mean, I just feel like the basketball community is a lot. Knit. I mean, think about it, like the top ten pick. You might not necessarily know somebody in college necessarily in the NFL top ten pick, but you probably if somebody is within the NBA or kind of rooted in basketball. Oh man, I remember that guy in high school, or like I played against them, or you know, it's just kind of like oh, like or even like I feel like the they just brand themselves a little bit better because I think when you're the best player on the team, it's a lot easier to see. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Cause like even like think about it like Alabama right there's a lot of gosh darn good players on Alabama you really have to really stick out mm-hmm. I can think about it also like being an offensive lineman that's no offense but it's gonna be a lot harder to brand yourself than like no, let's use sure. Jeff as an example or right. a quarterback right. you know as an offensive lineman or like even like even like a it's gonna be like probably number one quarterback number two running back probably number three receiver, maybe receiver DB ish and then probably four would probably be linebacker. Defensive line, and then probably yeah, line, line minutes probably last. Honestly, kicker. Well, you got kicker, long snapper down there, but we'll just say you know people who play about every down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not disrespectful because I think kickers and punters are important to football, but. Shout out Dylan Brown. 
but I just don't, you know, I just don't think the opportunities are going to be as high. They're not yeah. going to have as high following. I think I think it'll be I think I think it'll be fun, but part of it will be like, will we see a drop in performance in some people though too? Are they going to use that like let's you say whether you're trying to or not? They're going to say, well, well, you shouldn't have signed with this person. You should have been focusing on playing football. You know, all those old-headed people are going to be like, back in my day, you didn't have any opportunity. It was just straight hard. You know, it's working out. Playing, playing these sports and now you have a prima donna wanting to compensate all the things but I feel like but the times times will be you know the times coming I feel like there's be more change um, in everything but just, change I think change for the better though yeah, not necessarily yeah. change for oh for sure but also depends on the eyes you like see it through you know what I'm saying like older people are going to be like oh like the old heads who have played with like like bucket helmets are going to be like this is Coach yeah, Sweeney like, this is, yeah Coach Sweeney or Santa Coach Sweeney <laughs> Like this is like, oh my god, this is like so like not real football, but you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I think I think those opportunities can also being able to partner with people, companies that you like. Mm-hmm. You know, like being able to like let's say for example, man, I'm a big fan of this restaurant. Like for yeah. example, you going in, oh man, I'm like, I really love your stuff. Hey, would you be possibly in an opportunity to I'll post something on social media or whatever it is? And I think that's so crazy how it's so social media has changed it's so important that's what it is. and changed our society in general. Not necessarily like like posting stuff or whatever, but how we use it, what we use it for, and I feel like it's just changed society to like a different mindset, mm-hmm. like instant gratification and stuff like that. Right. But I think also think about it, right? I mean, with this instant gratification stuff, I think that goes into also the social media stuff and being able to see all these big, you know, kind of reach for them, kind of reach for the stars and and stuff like that with all these transfer portals where you have over twenty five hundred football players, just football players. We're just talking football players to build at one time. Oh man, at one time. Fifty teams. Build fifty. You could build fifty teams with twenty five. That's just easy off the top of my head. Statistics minor, that's where I get that from. Like that. Yeah, no, it's definitely crazy. And it's just crazy how you can, like, like, social media has so much, like, of an impact on our society as a whole, like you said. Like, whether it's like, branding yourself now, you can do, I feel like it's going to be the biggest tool when it comes to branding yourself. If you have, if you have no social media following, you're not going to get a brand up. No. Want to invest in anything. No. So I feel like it's important for student athletes now if you're trying to, or even kids in high school that want to eventually have a brand or you know a certain brand that they like um, to invest in them in the future, they gotta start building their social media up now. I would not suggest paying for fake followers, but I would suggest you know, actually you know, building it. You know? I think so, I think that's, that's super important, but I think also it's so interesting to see I feel like it's going to be a rush for, oh, how many followers can you get mm-hmm. instead of being like somewhat authentic on your yeah, social sure. media account though too. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be a lot of fake people, a lot of people just doing things for the followers, doing things for the clout, as you can say. But um, yeah, it's going to be weird to see, as you said, some of the comments can be so intriguing and interesting to see how this whole thing pans out. Yeah. 
But as we pivot off into something else here, I think the name image like has been, we can have this conversation for probably hours and hours and hours, but let's get to know you a little bit, Kobe, uh, get the fans to know you a little bit, a little bit more about you. So let's just, why don't you, you know, give a little intro, you know, where are you from? What year are you? How we met? Yeah. All right. So my name is Kobe Thomas. I'm from a place called Coleville, Pennsylvania. Whenever I introduce myself to people, I say it's Allentown, that's the most well-known um, city around me that I'm closest to. I live in a suburb of Allentown, Pennsylvania called Cloverville. Very small. Um, yeah, I came to you all to play football. I mean, I came here to school, <laughs> but I chose you all to have my office is, you know, to play football here. Um, the main reason I came here, the coaching staff kind of won me over. Um, I feel like that's very similar to a lot of people. It's like they really you know, respect the coaching staff, they respect the culture that's here. Um, campus life seemed like great for me, a great fit for me, so that's why I came here. Um, we came in the same class, we're both seniors in the classroom. Um, actually, we're sophomores in the field still, though. Technically, uh, yeah, we both retro. Isn't that crazy? Think about that. Think about that, dude. Retro sophomores. We're going to be here for six years, or six seasons in total, which is crazy. So, I mean, that's great now. We can have the opportunity to get a master's paid for, you know? Exactly. So, that's great. But yeah, it's a little bit about me. So, why did you pick Albany? Like place. I said, so basically, out of the office, it's funny because when I first visited Albany, I remember my dad brought me here. And on the way home, I told my mom, she asked how it was, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to come here. I'm not really a fan here. Um, and it kind of grew on me. I feel like uh, Coach Joe B uh, really, like, recruited the heck out of me. And he really showed, like, how they, Albany really, like, wanted me. And I wanted to go somewhere that I was wanted rather than someplace I wanted to be that I was not wanted. And um, so Albany was a great fit, like I said. I really respect the coaching staff. You know, they say don't go somewhere for coaches because they're going to change. But um, I guess I made the I guess I chose that and chose the coaching staff. And um, I seen that the players that I met um, were pretty genuine. Um, the culture there, I could sell you a boat or something. I could tell, you know, with the um, with the uh, NEC championship we've had in the past, and Coach Petruzzo came in. He's trying to you know build a culture. As you should see now, 2019, we started to build that up more and more. And I wanted to be a part of a program that was building rather than already at the top and maintaining staying at the top. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, help build a program up from, you know, when we came in, we were three and seven or three and eight. Yeah. Even thinking about that, it's like, and we can even get into a little bit, is how much, like, just hitting it on it, but how much college football's changed since the year we came in, like even our team in general, mm-hmm. like how much our team or even college football's changed in fourth year just our fourth year that we're gonna be here. Yeah, it's definitely changed a lot for this year. Our team and what when we were seniors in high school I believe Albany was four and seven. Yeah that one went three and seven. <laughs> three and eight. Or three and eight, whatever it was. Three and, and eight and then we what we went seven or four or something like that. Yes yeah, so, I don't know. I don't remember something some record. But it's just it's just cool to see, I mean us in particular we're building, you know. Like I said I don't, I don't want to be a part of a program that was already at the top. You know, I'd rather have the help build a program. Yeah, so what other offers did you have that, you know, that other yeah, than so Albany? Act, so actual scholarship offers, actual scholarships. Yeah. I had Albany, uh, Monmouth, which is in Jersey. Yep. Um, Campbell, which is in, I forget what Carolina is. I think it's North Carolina. North Carolina, yeah. Um, I had both Army and Navy. And then, obviously, you know, our year was the first year you had like an early signing date and then a normal signing date. Remember that? Remember the yeah. Signing date was, yeah. It's like December something. Yeah, the normal was in February. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously, all the bigger schools, like schools like UCLA, Rutgers, schools of that magnitude, were like, you know, just wait for the second signing date. Like, we have, you know, your second, like, you have a sec- uh, second tier of guys we want. If we don't get the first guys, we'll offer you 
to me, I was like, I, I would rather go somewhere that I know I'm valued yeah. and that my skill set is like actually appreciated. Oh, I'm sorry. You're good. Um, I'd rather go somewhere where my skills are actually appreciated and valued rather than a bigger school. Like it's, it's cool to say you want a bigger school, but if they don't actually want you there, it's kind of like a backup plan. I never wanted to be a backup plan. Yeah, so that's one thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Is did you enjoy the recruiting process at all? Or, and also, why did you sign? Or what made you want to sign that? You know, first time. Did you just want to kind of just get it over with and know where you're going, or like was it just kind of like, I'm, I this is the right place. This is the right fit. You know, I just hey man, what's your sign here? Yeah, I would say the recruiting process was that first one. I feel like everyone when you first started getting attention, like from like the schools and actually what the scholarship offers. That's a little loud. Actually, was... <laughs> got motorcycles. Yeah. Sorry, we don't have a true studio in here. We kind of just right. yeah, make shift. Yeah. Hey, make shift. We're working on it. Like but... you know, how you live it. Um, yeah, there's you have like attention from schools and like you know in class during the spring, like getting called into the office, like you have know, this school here to see you, you know, this school here to see you. It was, it was like, it was cool to have the attention from the schools. Um, then it slowly, I think, died down for me. I was more or less trying to find the right spot for me. Um, and also, it's kind of like, there's a lot of, you can see in recruiting, especially for college, there's a lot of, like, politics and, like, fake people you meet. I feel like, I, I, at least that was what I found in my um, experience. Like, there's a lot of coaches who, like, say they want you, but are just kind of like holding on to you in case something that falls to someone else. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have, they kind of like make you feel like you're so valued and they kind of like, like lie to you, you know, or try to sell you, yeah, sell you a dream. And um, I guess it was fun at first. And then um, um, well, my senior season came, I believe it was like week two or week three of my season. I was talking to my parents, I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna, I want to commit soon. I just want to get over it because I feel like it was weighing on my way out playing, it was weighing on my mental health. I was like, well, I just want to, you know, um, sign up. And I all me was my mind the whole time. Um, and I chose to sign, I believe it was like one of the first five weeks of my senior season. I signed it. That's relatively early, I believe. Um, that was in September, I think. Um, so I, I verbally committed then. And I signed in December, I think that was, right? December. Yeah, something like that. And then when did you uh, commit to all this? And why? I mean, here we go, Tyler. Yeah, no, I like it. Having a why conversation. Did when did you commit? When did I commit? So I first, so Coach Kutu, Coach Hurley. I don't know if you know Coach Hurley. Yeah, I've heard of him. Coach Hurley called me. I kind of he texted me or called me or my coach said, "Hey, you have a coach wants to talk, call you, talk to you." Like, okay. So he called me, said, and I think Coach Catusa told him to tell me that if I ran like a four six at the Albany camp, that they would offer me a scholarship. And I kind of did my research on Albany. I was like, all right. You know what? I don't have any offers right now. I've been on the camps, camps literally my junior year, every weekend. I mean, the first weekend I did, I pretty much outdid myself. Did camp Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. and I pretty much said after that, I was like, well, I cannot do that for the next four or five weeks. So I decided to, hey, I gotta do. I can only do two a weekend, which was still a lot of freaking grind to do that. And I traveled pretty much up across the East Coast. Um, trying to get a scholarship pretty much felt like I was one of the best players there if not the best player there every single time pretty much got nothing and I knew I had Albany because I knew I was like oh man I can run a 4-6 you know I can I can do that I've done it many times I've ran under that so I'm like okay and so I ended up running and getting there I think I ran like a 4-6 something or 4-6-1 or something I don't know Coach Katuso. So I, I can't remember what I ran. I think that's what he told me. 
And so I ended up, they ended up offering me a scholarship, got a tour of the campus, kind of sat on it for a while. Going to my senior year, I was kind of hoping that, honestly, I'd, I was going to, I felt like I could play at F, the FPS level 100%. So I was like, all right, I'll just put up one more year of film, mm-hmm. you know, because I already had a crazy junior year. I was like, okay, I'll put, I, if you want to see one more year, guess what? I'll show you one more year. Right, yeah. Showed it out, did it all, all that, and pretty much got nothing. And so I kind of was just sitting there. I started to kind of try the avenue of baseball for a little mm-hmm. bit. I remember this time. Had a couple, I had, I had a couple walk-on offers during my senior year at Penn State, at Iowa, or Iowa, the cup Boston College. There's a couple others, I can't remember who exactly what it was, but had a couple walk-ons, I'm like, I don't know if I, I know I can probably enter a scholarship, but you really want to do I really, well, now, now looking back on this, kind of glad I didn't, because you know, no matter what anybody says, you come in as a walk-on, it's a completely different scenario, you get kind of treated a little bit different than if you're a scholarship guy, I don't care, I mean, it's still a little bit of it, it can grow on you over time, but it takes a long time, I think, in my opinion. And 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 whether it's experience at Albany or experience at um, you know other other places who I've talked to a particular walk-ons, it's just a little bit different. Just because I think it takes time for the coach to kind of grow on you, and also it takes time because you know it's hard for a coach to put somebody who they offer scholarship. in front of somebody who they haven't so that's always a tough thing but uh going back is i kind of just did that and i kind of sat did some figure out some baseball things because i never even tried it even though i know i could play college baseball couldn't play division two football and baseball but i decided you know what i don't really want to go division two I'll just go play Division One football. You know, I don't have to pay a dime to go there. And all the Division Two schools were local that I would play football and baseball. And I was like, ooh, you're fine. And I don't really want to deal. I don't want to stay local. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to school near you. It's like, nah, not for me, man. Not for me, you know what? I'm going to go somewhere else. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to Albany. And so, and also I knew they had a good business program here. Um, and so I knew I wanted to go to business, some sort of business. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do in business, but I was like, all right, in business, there's a lot of avenues. I'll figure it out when I get there. And so that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why I committed. And, you know, honestly, it's probably been one of the best decisions of my life. Kind of kind of got lucky, especially since I waited so long to come in. Mm-hmm. And there's still like a week before I signed day. Oh, wow. So... I signed, and what's the funny thing is I signed on my birthday, which is pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. And so I signed on my birthday. It was a pretty cool day. I remember, I can't remember, it was like after school one day, I just called Coach Fiaki and said, all right, committing. So I was like, all right. And then I went to go play again the last season of baseball and stuff. And you know, I think I made the right decision. I missed baseball. I'm not going to deny that. But mm-hmm. you know what? I think at the end of the day, it's really hard to pass up. I want to go to school for free, especially just getting a master's for free. Right now, yeah, that's crazy, dude. I kind of lucked out a little bit, too. I mean, I was planning on, like I said, get as much grad school I could pay for as fast as as possible, but, you know, I only have eight classes left. 
Don't you think it's crazy how some kids will pass up full scholarships just to walk onto a bigger program? Like, I'm all for chasing the dreams. I'm all for, you know, people have aspirations for the NFL, all that stuff. But I know kids from my area who maybe had 10-plus FCS offers and chose to walk onto an FBS program because they felt like that was the only way they can make the NFL. It's crazy to see, like, you're letting all that free education go because you want to walk on maybe. Like, I'm all for betting on yourself, but I feel like betting on yourself is like you can still go to a smaller school and still make your dream come true and make an NFL. I, I just, yeah. this is mind boggling to me that someone can like I give up 10 plus offers. Like, I don't even have 10. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've I seen kids, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen kids really give up so many, so much money just to, like, you know, I, or, or even like not even for the NFL dream, it's more or less like the status of being an FBS player or a Power 5 player. This is, I don't think the Alabama people ever seen experience that in Erie, but in my area, not in Allentown in particular, but the surrounding cities, I've seen, I saw kids do that, and I was just like, "How are you doing this?" And some kids end up crashing, dropping out, or like you know not playing anymore, which is crazy to me. I think if I had to do it over again, I think when you get in high school, you're so narrow-minded. Like if I had to do it again and look back, man, like maybe I should have looked and like I was like. I know I could play Division One football. Like I knew I in my head, but I just should have just let my ego go away and say, "Hey, maybe I should look at a couple, maybe Division Two schools." And hey, man, I've all I always dreamed. Hey, I want to go to a big school, play baseball and football. Mm-hmm. You know, I tried to even try and talk to Coach Two. So, hey, man, can I play? Nope. Can I play baseball? If the fastest no I've ever gotten in my about my entire life. But um, you know, I just think if I had to do it over again, I would probably one. I know I would know better how to market myself. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I didn't do a very good job marketing myself. But two, like I feel like again I would let my ego go away and be okay with a smaller school, or a smaller. Like I'm not saying I would necessarily settle, but a lot of the people division twos that I contacted, I either didn't respond to them mm-hmm. or I just said no. Yeah, I'm not interested. You know, and I never even looked at necessarily the school, like I, I, like whether it was academically or like football wise. I just saw okay, they're Division Two. Guess what? Mm-hmm. I don't want to go there. And I think that's and anybody who's getting recruited or or in high school football. In my opinion, it's it's not it's not D it's not D one or bust. You know, and there's a reason, and and this is such a good example, right? Even though you'll see, oh man, LSU, Alabama, Clemson, they'll have the highest amount of draft picks in the first round in in, in the history. They'll, they'll keep breaking records. But if you look at every other school, you know, like even like Texas or Tennessee or schools like this, stuff, stuff like that, they'll have the relatively about the same amount of guys going to the NFL. And here's my thing, is and this is what many, not scouts, but I've heard from many past scouts and stuff like that who have said that hey if you're good we'll find you we'll find you mm-hmm. you just gotta put on tape you gotta you know and and I think that's that's so important to be say there's also a level for everyone and also everyone you know kind of blooms at different times you know you might be in high school and you're like like I was 160 pounds in high school and you know I put on 25 pounds you know at least in uh, in college, and it's kind of a little bit different, but like a lot of people might do similar something similar. I mean, even think of like Anthony Davis, even though he went to Kentucky, and he was a 
recruited as a point guard. Grew like ten, nine to ten inches. Mm-hmm. His in between his senior year and and going um, to uh, Kentucky, freshman year in Kentucky. I was always. And they always bloom at different times. I was always told it's not where you go, it's what you do when you're there. Exactly. Um, especially this is in particular football, you know, because you'll think you know it's one of these other Division three schools or a bad thing. So I understand having a dream of being a Division one player, but at the same time, like I said, it's not where you go, it's what you do when you're there. No. Exactly. And think about it. Think about how many people came in in our class who aren't here. Who didn't make it, yeah. And I still don't, they're very, like, they're not here. I mean, they're division, they went to Division one school, pretty much have their hands, literally, their future right here. Like, all you got to do is, you know, stay off drugs, get good grades, halfway. You don't have to really get good grades. You just have to decent have to get halfway decent grades and then perform on the field. Speaking of all of when you are on well, like I was at the camp, like I didn't really. I'm know. saying, not, not sorry, not offer, but when they, when they called you saying, no, I had no idea. No idea. I'm saying, when, I, when Joe B, Coach Joe B came to my school, I had no idea what Alton was. I'm happy I know a lot before I investigated and found out, but I had no idea what Alton was. I had no idea either, and I think. I think it's part of the uni- part of the university that they don't market themselves the way that mm-hmm. other schools are. But I think it's also there's so many colleges and stuff across yeah. the country that we're out of state, it's really so tough. We, we're expected to know what a upstate New York, New York uh, school. Yeah, necessarily. Yeah. I just think there's like some like FCS schools or even just schools in general. Like, oh, I know who that is. I mean, or like you know where that is, or or something like that. But I think that's I think that's that's part of it. But I think also it's just like. Also, Albany hasn't been really good, mm-hmm. so it's really hard to no, like. I was younger in high school. I don't think I knew what FCS and FBS the difference between them two until like my junior year. Yeah, like, I didn't. I didn't even understand like the whole magnitude of like Division One, like the breakdown of that. Like I knew D one, D two, but I just don't understand like the different like subdivisions. Yeah, the and it's the only it's the only sport that has a subdivision. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. I didn't know that. Oh. I didn't think about that either. <laughs> so I guess that. Right. Yeah, yeah. The any other sport, there's. Basketball, right? You're the Division One or Division Two, mm-hmm. Division Three or whatever, right? You know, yeah. And it's kind of crazy how we all ended up here. But again, Kobe, man, I think I think that's about all the time we have for today. I mean, I think it's kind of crazy how our paths kind of crossed, and I'm glad that they have, man, because you know you're one heck of a player and you're one heck of a person. And you know what? I'm glad to have you on, and I'm glad to have a conversation with you. And again, I appreciate everyone guys' support. You know. You know, whether you're liking, retweeting, subscribing, doing whatever it is, you know, I really appreciate, you know, all you guys helping out, help grow the content and, and reach as many people as possible. You know, this the goal of this podcast is, you know, it's not necessarily to make money. If it happens, great. But you know what? I'm here to help you guys out. Again, if there's any recommendations that you guys have, don't feel feel free to DM me on social media. Or, or you know comment or whatever it is just let me know what you guys think of of, of the to show and and any content or any suggestions man i'm i'm always open and i'm i'm here for i'm here for the people people pleasers yeah that'll be, that'll be. But thanks kobe i appreciate you coming on and awesome and last thing guys is and and any athletes or any people that are listening um, um the to show is do open to um sponsorships sponsoring or endorsing other athletes or people possibly 
And so if you are interested in possibly working with the TO Show, whether uh, you're an athlete or a person or, or just an, a worker or any, day, any, any person, if you have any sort of following, whether it's you have one follower or 10 million followers, you know, the TO Show is willing to um, work with you. Feel free to shoot me a DM. And uh, again, I appreciate coming on the show and I think this is going to be a great episode you know to kick things right back off and man you guys are going to be excited for these next coming guests all I'm saying is you guys should definitely be tuning in here in a couple weeks we got some big time guests I mean Kobe's a big time guest but we got some really high class high profile people coming on the show so stay tuned I appreciate it Kobe coming on the show All right. All right, brother. Have a good one. Uh, You as well. All right. Peace, guys.